Coming up, Luca takes down Trey and the Nets lose again. This and much more on Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here. They got a whole lot of action from Sunday. They're going to break down for us. But first, we start with Luka Doncic and Trey Young. They are forever linked because of that trade on draft night. They met again on the court Sunday in our biggest game. The biggest game. The Dallas Mavericks had some stars missing this game. They also had others that dealt with foul trouble, but none of it mattered as they easily took down the Hawks. Our Locked On Mavs hosts tells you how they got it done despite all the obstacles. The Dallas Mavericks get a win against the Atlanta Hawks. Nick Angstead for the Locked On Mavericks podcast here. And the Dallas Mavericks overcame a bunch of stuff in this game. Christoph Porzingis still out. Tim Hardaway Jr. still out. Luka Doncic picked up his fifth foul in the first minute of the third quarter and sat out the rest of the way. Jalen Brunson picked up his fifth foul with about six minutes left in the third quarter and sat out the rest of the way in that third. And... Jason Kidd decided not to challenge it. He decided to just continue with the guys he had out there, and those guys showed up big. The Dallas Mavericks came up huge in a win against the Atlanta Hawks. Their defense really stepped up in the third quarter. The Hawks could not come up with any big plays or big runs to be able to take hold of this game. Uh, Trey Burke also picked up five fouls. The Mavericks point guards all picking up fouls in this one, but the Mavericks get a much-needed win against the Atlanta Hawks. They continue to prove that they can be a team that can win in a bunch of different ways. And it wouldn't be locked on Mavs if I didn't say Reggie Bullock scored 22 points, the tied for, tied for leading score for the Dallas Mavericks. He was absolutely massive hitting threes for the Mavs. We'll talk about that and more on tonight's Locked on Mavs. The Atlanta Hawks have now lost three of four after that seven-game winning streak came to a close. Just no offense to be found for them at this point. Our Locked On Hawks host is going to break everything down for you and tell you exactly how much Atlanta struggled on Sunday. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Roland, and the Atlanta Hawks have now lost three of the last four games as they fall to the Dallas Mavericks by a final score of 103-94 on this Sunday evening. For once, it was the Hawks' offense that was the problem in this contest, they scored less than a point per possession in the game after coming into the night number two in the NBA in offense. Nothing went well for Atlanta on offense the entire night, especially down the stretch. They had some opportunities to close the gap and take the lead, but ended up with the Hawks trailing the entirety of the last three quarters of this contest. And really, the defense was okay. They gave up too many three-point attempts, for sure. Dallas had their way from long range, but the Hawks did their job inside the arc. They forced turnovers defensively. It was just the offense that did not have it on this night. Some bad shooting, some bad process, and there's plenty to get into from this game. But from here, the Hawks return home for a couple of home games on Tuesday and Friday that are very winnable. But the Hawks had a chance to get one that they had to get in this spot. And as a result of this frustrating loss, the Hawks are now two games below 500 once again as they try to claw back into the Eastern Conference race. More on this game and much more on Locked on Hawks podcast. The Timberwolves won on Sunday afternoon with a whole bunch of different players chipping in to help it happen. Locked on Timberwolves tells you who made the biggest impact post game. 
Ben Beacon with Lockdown Wolves here. The Timberwolves beat the Pistons in a Sunday afternoon matinee by 13 points. This was a sloppy game for the first part of it. The Pistons actually played well overall, considering they're the second worst team in the entire league. The Timberwolves were a little uneven, especially defensively early, but they locked in in the third quarter after trailing by a basket at halftime. And that uh, was a well-rounded offensive game for Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns with 24 and 12. D'Angelo Russell with 12, eight assists and five rebounds. And Malik Beasley with 20 points, five made threes and nine rebounds off the bench. Uh, again, well-rounded offensive performance for Minnesota. Poor defense early, but they locked in late when it mattered. They were able to extend the lead to double figures. Carl Anthony Towns continues to be on one of the best extended stretches of play for his career. We're going to talk all about that on the postgame podcast tonight, including overall key takeaways from this game. Towns, Timberwolves offense, what appears to now be an 11-man rotation. We're going to talk about all of it. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Wolves. The Pistons got behind early in their game on Sunday against Minnesota and just couldn't get back into it. Locked on Pistons says, unlike many of the losses this season, Detroit did have some positives they can take away from this one. The Detroit Pistons fall to 12-41 and in the season with another loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 118-205. Host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast, Kukiel here. Within this loss, though, they got some really good things to see. Sadiq Bey continues to play really well for the Pistons over the last 26 games. He continues that streak. He has the most quietest 20-plus point games I, I've seen, man. I, I'm serious. Like I did not think he had 24 points tonight, but he did. On 7-16 shooting, 6-11 of 11 from deep. He had 8 rebounds as well. Played pretty well tonight. But I think the story that everyone's going to take away from this game is Killian Hayes and how well he played in this game, especially the fourth quarter where he had finishes after finishes after finishes that people just haven't seen from him this season. I've told you guys for a while, it looks like he's gaining more confidence. He's trying more things around the rim. He's attacking the rim. And tonight, we got a right-hand finish on the left side of the rim, a right-hand scoop. We got a dunk over Carl Anthony Towns. He had 8 assists, 10 points in 24 minutes. The Pistons had a... A competitive game tonight, but I think easily the two biggest storylines from this game is Sadiq Bey and the play of Killian Hayes in this second half. And we'll talk about this more on tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Coming up, the Nets lose eight in a row and the Cavs continue to impress. This is Locked On Now NBA. Today's edition of Locked On Now is brought to you by Bet Online, the best spot for all of your online sports gambling needs. Especially want to check it out now that basketball season is in full swing. And of course, the big game is right around the corner. So for any of your bets, your props, lines, odds, whatever you want to do, head over to betonline.net. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Let's continue with a look around the NBA. Let's go around the league. The Nets have a whole lot of questions they need to be answered before the trade deadline, and Brooklyn could be looking to deal one of their stars. They have an eight-game losing streak to worry about right now on top of it as they fell to the Nuggets on Sunday. So not a lot of positives for Brooklyn. Locked on Nets tries to break it down post game. Doug Norrie, Locked on Nets here, coming at you following a 124-104 loss by Brooklyn to the Denver Nuggets. It's the eighth straight loss for the Nets, who are simply reeling here, uh, cannot find really solid ground when it comes to the offensive game, cannot get guys healthy. You know, they have the James Harden turmoil just sort of swirling around the team right now. Brooklyn drops now seventh place and dangerously, or officially in the play-in game right now with not a lot of hope, uh, in, at least in the short term. Kyrie Irving is going to be out uh, for most of this next extended stretch because he can't play in Brooklyn. They're dealing with a James Harden injury, and obviously uh, with KD out for the considerable future too. Things are looking pretty bleak 
Steve Nash did come out and say that they thought that James Harden wasn't going to be traded before the deadline. Who knows how much you can believe this stuff these days. Anyway, we're going to be breaking all of it down over on the Locked On Nets podcast. The Indiana Pacers took control early against the Cleveland Cavaliers and at one point held a 20-point lead on the Cavs before falling apart down the stretch. Locked On Pacers tells us how Indiana let a chance at a quality road win slip away. Pacers fall to the Cavs in Cleveland, 98-85, and that does a terrible job of telling the story of this game. Pacers give up 12 points in the first quarter. They're leading comfortably at halftime. They're up 20 at one point in this game, and then they just had the most atrocious second half and fourth quarter possible. In the fourth quarter, they give up 37 points, only score 17 to end up falling in this game. They had it until that frame. Cavs on fire from deep to close this game after a slow start for them. But for the Pacers, after trading Karis LeVert to the Cavs just before this game, got a lot from two guys who will be playing a lot more for them. And Chris Duarte, who had 22, and Dwayne Washington, who had 17. No other Pacer scored more than 10 points. They're about to enter rebuild mode with the trade deadline coming. A lot of struggles for a lot of key guys in this game for the blue and gold. And it just all fell apart at the end. We'll break it all down and more, but mostly talking trades on tomorrow's Locked On Pacers podcast. The Boston Celtics used good defense to shut down the Orlando Magic in what ended up being a 30-point win. Our Locked On Celtics host goes over everything that happened to allow Boston to cruise to a win over the Magic. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast after the Boston Celtics 116-83 demolition of the Orlando Magic. But it wasn't always that way in this game. The Celtics came out absolutely horrible from three missing 14 of their first 15 from three. They were scoring on the inside and at the free throw line and still holding about an 11-point lead throughout most of this game. It just seemed like they were existing, and just by virtue of them being about 11 points better than the Orlando Magic, they held the lead. Then in the third quarter, when Orlando cut it down to nine, the Celtics turned up the defense and really started to blow the doors off of Orlando. They ended up pushing that lead out to 33 to close the game. But really, that end of third, beginning of the fourth, you saw that Celtics defense really clamp down. They were making steals. I thought in the beginning of the game, the Celtics defense was good, but they were also being helped by Orlando being bad. In the end of third quarter, fourth quarter run, we saw the Celtics really become that elite level defense. They kind of just said, you know what? We've had enough of the Orlando magic and we're going to finish this thing off. The Celtics got a nice boost off of the bench from uh, Dennis Schroeder, who had 22 points. That's a, that was a much-needed 22 points from Schroeder. His name's in a lot of rumors, and he might not be with the team by the end of this week, but they needed him in this game. Uh, kind of an average game for Marcus Smart, not really much. He had been the story of the Celtics' turnaround to this point. Jalen Brown, 26 points. Again, he also one of nine from three, but 10 of 22 overall, and a huge dunk on Mo Bamba to really electrify a uh, big contingent of Celtics fans at the Amway Center. So the Celtics now move up into a virtual tie for sixth place. They're four and a half games now out of first place, tied with Toronto and the Brooklyn Nets. And Brooklyn is up next on the schedule. Celtics on a roll. Can they beat the Brooklyn Nets when they face them on Tuesday? I'll be talking about it in the Lockdown Celtics podcast. So make sure you're subscribed and watch the show on YouTube. 
The New Orleans Pelicans picked up a road win over the Rockets thanks to 33 points and 12 assists from Brandon Ingram. The victory also has locked on Pelicans considering whether New Orleans is really a playoff team as it slides into play-in game position. The New Orleans Pelicans have grabbed the 10th seed in the Western Conference. I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and Wednesdays on Locked On NBA. After a 120-107 win over the Houston Rockets, the New Orleans Pelicans are 10th in the West End in the play-in tournament. It's quite the turnaround for a team that started 1-12 on the season. Brandon Ingram has been the key, and the Pelicans are basically 500 when he plays this year. While his scoring and shooting numbers have dipped a little bit, he's increased his playmaking for a team that desperately needs anything when it comes to creation. And you just saw him have back-to-back double-digit assist games. Rookie Herb Jones has been a steal in the second round, playing at a near-all-defensive team level while steadily improving his offense. He only had nine against the Houston Rockets, but had 25 against the Nuggets on Friday, including 18 in the fourth quarter when he kept going at that heart of that defense and really putting a hurt on Nikola Jokic. You combine that with the solid, if unspectacular, play of Jonas Valanciunas, Josh Hart and Jackson Hayes who are improving their offensive games and you have a team that's looking to upgrade at Thursday's trade deadline even if the 10th seed is realistically their season this year. So for more on the Pelicans, their trade targets and if they can maintain that 10th spot plus Zion Williamson going to play this year at all, be sure to check out the Locked On Pelicans podcast. That's a wrap for this edition of Locked On Now NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now, of course, you want to check out Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kanani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.